day, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theater Radio. I am, for always, your host, Jean-Paul Yovanoff, and we are going to be talking to a couple of uh, people today. Our first interview is a return interview with Elena Bernardi. I always love talking to her. We had so much fun in our interview, and then we'll be following that up with a interview with uh, two members of the cast of the off-Broadway hit, The Green Room. So we got a great interview schedule ahead of us, so let's kick it right off, and here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest. We've got a return guest. It's so exciting to have somebody back on and tell us a little bit about what they've been doing and uh, um, catch up and, and follow up what is going on in their life. You know her. You love her. It's Elena Bernardi. Hello, Elena. Hello. Uh, it's great <laughs> to have you back. You too. Awesome. Great to be back. Well, how's the West Coast treating you? Oh, it's good. You know, it's like I've made this intention this year to not have air conditioning in my living room. So it's like an artistic choice. So okay. I can like, feel the temperature and hear the birds and not be like cooped up inside while I'm writing and practicing. So I'm sweating all the time. <laughs> I'm only running the air at night in my bedroom. <laughs> you couldn't make that decision like in the winter and then be like, oh, it's not so bad. And then... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I'm like such a masochist. <laughs> I'm like, let's do this for my art. I'll sweat for my art. Nice. Well, if you don't suffer for your art, right? What what kind of artist are you? Yeah. Come on. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear that uh, you're sweating <laughs> for your passion. Um, yeah. But really, I want to follow up because last time we talked, it was before the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Yeah. And you had your musical swiped. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I knew it was a good body of work. Like, yeah. I knew what I wrote was good. But when you get feedback about it that validates it, it's like, it's almost like, not unbelievable, but like surreal, I guess I would say. Yeah. It's like really surreal because we were very highly like reviewed and we did get extended. And nice. I am like, I'm a different person than when I spoke to you last time in the sense that it's like, I just did like 10 shows. It's like a one woman musical. I was yeah. like singing operetta. Like I sang 10 songs in an hour and it was like, a, it's like stand up musical comedy basically, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah. like, I came out of it like a different kind of woman and a different kind of actor. I was like, Whoa, like game on. So it's cool. So what, what, uh, how did it, how did the first show could go to the last show that, that made you change so much? Oh, that's such an interesting question. Well, I have a really incredible director who I should actually put you in touch with, but um, her name is Carly Panza. Cool. And she's just very, very in tune with what looks good, with what she needs to say. And, you know, I got notes from her every night. It's mm. like every night I was like, okay, what do we need to do? And I think in that process and in that collaboration, like she kind of like molded me into like, who I was between the first and the last show. Like yeah. the first show, it was a great show and it got really highly reviewed, but there was kind of like, because I hadn't done it before, like a lack of con in, on my end, like a lack of connection between me and the audience. Mm -hmm. 
And so slowly, like as we did the run, she kept saying like, look at people, you know, make sure you're singing to people, make sure you're connecting with the audience as you're doing it. Um, so ha just having to like break out of my comfort zone and deliver the message of the show like directly to people and have to look strangers in the eye, yeah. like really like took me to the next level, I guess, as like a human and a performer. How big was the theater? Um, so the Hudson stage, it's such a gorgeous theater. Um, there was a hundred seats in the theater. Okay. Um, it wasn't always full, but it was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it, I, I would say just like a little bit big. I wouldn't necessarily call it a black box, but it's just a little bit bigger than a black box. So you could literally look into the person's eyes in the front. Exactly. Of the <laughs> there were people like I was singing in their faces, right? So, um, yeah. So I, cool. yeah, that definitely like, that definitely took me to an, another level. And then just as a person like walking on the street now, I find myself like looking at people and saying hi to them and looking in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they ever weirded out by this? Or are they I think they're, I don't know if they're weirded out or if they're just like, <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> and then they like nice. smile uncomfortably and then I smile back at them and it's a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're doing the show, um, did you ever find moments when uh, you went, hey, this is really funny, no one's laughing, or the complete opposite, why are you laughing at this point? I didn't know if this was funny. He, I think that there were moments, it was more just like things that like I knew were like chuckles in my head that I like wrote stuff and I'm like, this is pretty clever. Like we get like really, really big laughs and I'd be like, yes, they got it. <laughs> There's this one character in the show. Her name is Granny B. Okay. Yeah. And I can say this now. You can actually watch the video of Granny B on my YouTube. Oh, okay. My IG. Um, except for I play the flute. I do a flute solo in <laughs> <laughs> and the only video that we got, the flute, like the stage manager put the flute together incorrectly what? for the recording. So I'm like dancing on stage, like looking at the flute, like being all goofy as a grandma, like trying to fix it before like I actually start playing. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> but, oh, live um, theater. Yeah, exactly. Like whatever. So anyways, this character called Granny B. Um, I kind of, she's like more of like an icon or an idea as opposed to based off of anybody in particular. Mm -hmm. But what she talks about is she's like an, uh, she's like a flashback to the past of like the difference of as a woman in the 1940s, like how was, how was dating as a young woman, female professional different from now. Right. So we do this like bluesy, I kind of got it from like the Andrew sisters, these type of era, cool. um, song. And then and I, I'm my grandma as, as I do it. And she's talking about all the things that happened back then, you know, where it's like these women would live in boarding houses and then have to be careful about who they brought in. But then also like, you know, uh, uh, sometimes there's a little bit of an expectation of a woman to do something with the guy if they bought them something like just all these like, and, and not that that was like a real thing, but there's like female psychology that goes along with all of that stuff <laughs> that we explore in that number. Um, and, uh, and I, when I was writing it, because it got really deep into the female psychology and my opinions on back then, didn't, I was like, is this going to land? Like, people, are people going to understand? And I got to be honest with you, there were some people um, uh, that did message me back after the show and were like, I didn't understand Granny B and I had to talk to them about it. But then, like, most of the people did understand what was happening, did understand that she was, like, making fun of 
I, I, as the writer, was making fun of like what it was like in the 40s for a working professional woman. Yeah. Um, and uh, people loved Granny B. Like they were dying hysterical laughing when it's like a very serious topic, but it's just the fact that like a grandma, I'm playing a grandma dancing on stage and playing the flute. It's like yeah. very everyone. <laughs> so that was like a really nice, I think that was one of like the highlights of my experience just knowing that I effectively as a composer and as a writer wrote something that like had a seemingly serious message, but was able to deliver it in a way that like gave everybody joy. And so we just like, it just is good all around, you know? Yeah. So, so quick question. Do we see spinoff for Granny B? She's getting her own show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everybody would love that. (laughs) Would love a Granny B spinoff. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, now that now that you've had it on its feet, you've got it yeah. in front of the from people. You've had feedback. Um, where's it going to go now? Have you have you uh, start? Have you given it just a rest period? And no, gonna, <laughs> <laughs> just keep going with it and, and, and work on rewriting stuff and working yeah. on some stuff. I'm um I'm I'm gonna perform. I'm gonna kind of market the show as um like. One 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 woman musical stand up. So okay. because that's kind of what it is. Um, so I know that there are other comedians that do stuff like that, and I think that that's kind of how I want it to present. So I'm right now. <clears throat> I have um, uh, the next two weekends. I'm going to be performing 15 minutes of the show. The first 15 minutes, the first four numbers, including Granny B. We <laughs> put <laughs> Granny B in there. Um, uh, at Majeska Playhouse, which is in Lake Forest, California. Okay. Um, so I'll be doing that, and then for the next two weekends, and then I'm I've been calling around. I'm I'm gonna book a uh, once a month residency here in LA, okay. and um, you know, uh, my goal is to uh, either have a touring company that like um, that sponsors and does tours with com- com- comedians or musical comedians, and um, and, and perform it around the country um and i would love to save up to do it in new york so that's kind of what my goal is right now and the soundtrack we need the soundtrack everybody's asking about the soundtrack (laughs) people are like where's the soundtrack and i'm like good question so please so I think it's like, it's mo- at this point, my, my mind, bes- aside from how I'm performing it in LA, which is a very like comfortable, you know, thing for me, because I do that a lot. So I'm performing in LA. I, 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 my goal is the soundtrack and New York. Uh, and as soon as you have that soundtrack, you let me know, because I want to put those songs in the station. Oh, I'll- my gosh. Sure. Everybody will be so happy, too. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I'm, again, I want to help you guys grow and get bigger and get noticed yeah. and, and listen to in New York. And and, and we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm heading down in October. Maybe I'll meet some producers and talk to them, and uh, you know, who knows? Because that would be great. I mean, I definitely think it's a perfect show for off Broadway. I think people will love yeah. it. Like, it's just you know, I'm really proud of it. So, well, the show I'm seeing in New York uh, called The Green Room is actually from two guys in Hollywood. Okay, that's so cool. Yeah. I should. Because I'm friends with them on Twitter too. They're so yes. nice. Yeah. Have you had them on? I did. I've had cool. I've had the producer of the show on. I've had the writers. And next week, I'm trying to get a couple of the actors on. So it's going to be like a, a an arc, a three story arc. 
That's amazing. I should, I should, um, I should message them. Yeah, say hi. They're fantastic guys, Chuck and Rod and um, Stephen. They're great guys. Definitely say hi. Cool. Definitely say hi to them. So, so the soundtrack. Do you have a, a, a thought of when it might be, like this year or in the next six months, or uh, by January? Okay, by January. Nice. And That's and you're gonna try I and get thought. on tour and do stuff. And yeah, that would That's be the goal. So, so after swiped. What are you doing now? Uh, a couple things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm focusing a lot on just um, building my online uh, brand. Cool. You know, it's a normal thing we do as artists yeah. uh, nowadays in the <laughs> 21st century. Uh, and I am writing another show with, the, with my theater company, Proofed Out, that did Rudigore. Very cool. So it's a <clears throat> a noir musical comedy farce that's written in the fifties or set in the fifties. Yeah. Um, and it's got some, you know, because I am who I am, it's got some like operetta, <laughs> um, you know, Gilbert and Sullivan elements yeah. to it. So you know, I because like um, uh, Guys and Dolls, which is kind of what you could say would be the closest like similarity kind of show to it, uh, doesn't have as much of that like. Mm -hmm. operetta elements to it so it's like that with operetta and it's written by you know modern day people so yeah. that's really exciting my um my my partner um in that company trace oakley he's a director and a writer and he's the one who wrote the really incredible book for that so very cool and and yeah. how 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 deep are you into it like a month two like what question is when do we get to see it on stage I know. Good question. I think that we're, we'd love to start doing like our stage readings and workshops probably this spring. So, um, I have like, I think I have 60% of the songs drafted out right now, which is actually a pretty good chunk. Yeah. Um, so that makes me feel really good. Um, the next thing is I'm singing Fior de Ligi in Cosi Fantuti, which was awesome. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, that's an epic role that I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to perform. And then, um, and then I'm, I'm working on a songbook. I have a, I have a songbook that I'm working on. Is uh, uh, that of songs you've written or just standard? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I can't, there's a part of me that's like, do I want to say all this stuff? Because then I have to do it, but that's good. I have to <laughs> Um, I'm going to hold you to this. I know, right? Because now it's like on air and I'll just feel like such a jerk if I don't complete on it. <laughs> um, so it's called Contemporary Songs for the Modern Day Diva. Okay. And I wanted to do kind of like a show tunes and standards book um, that girls could use for auditions that nice. was kind of like more modern repertoire, but then musically still had like the traditional elements of vocal jazz and of show tunes and standards. Okay. So, and I'd love to do uh, yeah, like an, like an album of it with different female singers and stuff. So that's kind of, that's kind of like another little passion project I'm working on. Too. Very cool. And we'll look for that in six months. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know, six months. It might take like a year or two to get that complete. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll hold you within two years. <laughs> Ah, I don't want to do it more than I want. Yeah, let's say a year. Let's okay. say a year. All right. So next December, I can do it, John. Contact you again <laughs> and hold you to this. I yeah. will play this for like, you. What about that songbook? I'll be like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Well, I was thinking, saying, I was thinking in my head when you were talking about uh, doing uh, some readings of it. Hey, if if you ever want to do an online reading, you know, we could do a, a Zoom thing like this. Get everybody on and get some people from around uh, the globe. Do I would love that. That would be so cool. Yeah, just get yeah, a bunch so of Lucky is the show, and it's it's got so many great parts. It's such a good show. It's such a good book, and um, I think that we would really, really love to do something like that. So, yeah. Well, once we have it all complete, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm like my goal is spring because yeah. I want to make sure I get some swipe stuff out of the way before For we sure. do that. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely contact you about that because that's awesome. Awesome, that would be great. Yeah, and if swipes comes on tour and heads out to New York or even comes up here to Toronto, Toronto. Well, you know I am from Detroit, so it's not impossible. Exactly. You're not very far. If if you bring to Detroit, I will come down for sure. Ah, uh -huh. or I go to Detroit hours. and then I go to Toronto. That'll work too. I will find you a theater. Here and yes. Do that. I got some producer people here. I I could talk to them. A oh one woman show. Yes. Easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think that's why that's the great thing about the show is that it's, um, it just takes, you know, you need a pianist and a stage manager. That's all I need. Exactly. So. Nice and easy. And are, are yeah. you going to, are you, now with Swiped, are you thinking about um, getting it published so other people can start performing it as well? Yeah, that would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, that is, that is an undertaking. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you've, you've done the hard part, really. You've got it written and, and, and yeah. have all the stuff. It's, I know it's getting it, you know, out there, but. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying it's just a difficult score. I wrote a difficult score. Oh, is it? Score. Yeah. Uh, is it Sondheim-esque? Like, is it that difficult or is it more difficult? Is it uh, like. John. I will have you listen to it and you'll hear it. Then that's, that's, see, I'm trying to push for the soundtrack now. I really want to hear this. Like, are you in seven, four time? Are you in five, four time? Are you in, uh, no, no, no. It's, up, um, it's, it's, uh, I guess I would, it's just, um, it's, it's rangy. It's all written in alto clef. No. <laughs> see, like I hit, I, I hit like a high <laughs> F and like a low B flat, oh. like below the, below the, yeah. It's just like, it's a really, really rangy. <laughs> so, it's because I'm a dramatic colorateur, so it, yeah. it takes. I guess the lyric colorateur could do it. Yeah, yeah. it just. T anyways, it does it, It's kind of like. <laughs> it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's perfect description. Make sure you put that in your. Um, whatever. It's, it's, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You'll hear it when you when you hear it. Okay. When you hear it, you'll hear what I'm saying. That makes sense. <laughs> cool. Is there anything else you want to uh, uh, push, uh, you know, put out there, let people know about uh, anything like that? Well, I think that if there's one like last thing I want to say, and this like necessarily isn't about like the projects or the work or whatever, but like whoever's listening, um, you know, I have gone through like a really deep artistic journey in the sense that like I didn't always like, have this much confidence and believe in myself or even work professionally and like whatever it is that you want to do creatively like really is possible like with the proper amount of work and time nice. so i just want to say that because i just i'm so grateful every day for like my career and my connections like i have with you and all my other friends and stuff that do the same thing and like it's just it's it really it really it really is the kind of thing that like you put the work in and you really like critically think about how to make something good. It's possible. Yeah, so. 
and and we and people need to hear that because yeah, this I is agree. a roller coaster, right? And sometimes when you're at the bottom of it, you you think I'm never going to get back up, but then you hear somebody else whose roller coaster is on its way up again, and 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 it's reaching the heights. So yeah, and I've had some really really rough times, you know, yeah. where you know I'm a working artist. It's not like it's always easy, but it's <laughs> so fulfilling in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's great to hear. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we were able to catch up with you. Um, yeah, me too. Just a, a little mini interview, a little mini hello and, and, and say hi. And yeah. We'll definitely have to do this again. And, and Perfect. I like, love that. And I'll let you know, I think Lucky Penny's a good, um, it's going to be a, a, a good kind of next thing for us. So um, I would love to do the reading and talk to you about that and stuff. Well, when Lucky Penny's ready, you just let me yeah. know. We can talk a little bit more about that and, and catch up. Perfect. All right, John. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. No problem. All right. That was Lena Bernardi here on just a little mini interview, a little catch up here on Be Our Guest on Musical Theater Radio. We love doing that. And we're going to start doing that with a little bit more people out there. So until next time, my friends, I'll see you when I see you. Bye. Oh, it's always a good time with Elena. I love talking with her. So much fun. So don't go away. We're going to have a commercial break if you are listening here on the radio. And if not, we're going to jump right into the next uh, interview if you are listening via the podcast here on Be Our Guest on Musical Theater Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Be Our Guest here on Musical Theater Radio. I am your host, Jean-Paul Yovanoff, and I'm excited to be speaking with half the cast of the off-Broadway hit, The Green Room, today. So welcome to the show, Corbin and Sammy. Corbin and Sammy, thank you for coming in today. Oh, thank you so much for having us. I'm going to admit it right now to the audience. I'm an idiot. We started the interview and I forgot to hit record the first time. (laughs) So they're going to be saying the same answers I already got for questions. Um, So thank you for, you know, putting up with that. (laughs) Oh, no, not a problem. (laughs) All right. So you know the routine already. But uh, I always start with the 30-second bio of my guests. So, Sammy, let's start with you. Okay. My name is Sammy Stateman. I am 19 years old. I am originally from Los Angeles, and I now go to school at Pace University in New York City, and I'm in my sophomore year of college studying musical theater, um, which is funny because in the green room, all the characters are sophomores in college when we start the show, so I feel like that was kind of a perfect coincidence. Um, And I started theater when I was four years old, and I got my equity card when I was 11, and I just fell in love with theater ever since I started and has never stopped, really. Very nice. And you, Corbin. Thank you. Hi, my name is Corbin Williams. I, too, started performing when I was four years old. Um, Let's see, I went to, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I went to a school in Memphis, Tennessee, that uh, unlike, or very much like, forgive me, our green room and the show we're currently in, uh, the school that I went to had a small green room as well. Um, so I can relate to that a lot. Uh, let's see, I've been performing ever since then. Uh, I did the national tour of Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And now I'm in New York City living here and performing off Broadway in the green room. Congratulations to the both of you getting oh, on, thank you know, you. getting to New York and getting to be on <laughs> stage there. And, you know, it's a dream for a lot of people. Um, to do it and you are living it 
So uh, thank, you. thank you. Nice. So uh, how did you how did you start in it? What was the first uh, musical you saw? And um, have you always been into musical theater? Uh, Sammy, let's start with you. Okay. Um, well, the first show I was ever in, I believe, was The Little Shop of Horrors in a musical theater summer camp when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I think my grandma had lied about my age to the camp directors and told them that I was six years old, but that I was really good at following directions and was quiet. And so they let me do it, even though I think they knew I was younger than mm -hmm. what she had mm -hmm. let on. And um, I played a little plant baby in Little Shop of Horrors, and it came out of the Audrey 2 at the end of the show. And I ran forward in the crowd and did some circles, and that was my whole part. <laughs> and I really just fell in love. Very nice. It's a good show to start with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that right? show. And, and you, Corbin. Um, yeah, so this will be a bit of a shout out to my friends and family in Nashville, Tennessee, and anyone who visited there in the 80s and 90s. But um, we used to go to an amusement park called Opryland when I was growing up, and they had a show called the Opryland Kids Club. And they had an incredible set full of stairs and slides and trash cans with puppets popping out and what have you. And I thought it looked like so much fun. And that was initially what got me inspired to do theater. Um, and then the first Broadway show I ever saw was The Lion King. Mm -hmm. And my grandparents brought me to New York City to see that show. And my grandmother loves to tell the story of how we left the theater because everyone had gotten up out of their seats and was leaving and I would not get up <laughs> and people were having to step over me. And <laughs> I just had apparently this wide look in my eyes and she said, Corbin, it's time to go. And I said, I know. And she said, well, we have to get up. And I said, I know what I want for Christmas. Cause this had been my birthday Aww. treat, which was in November. And she said, well, what is that? And I said, I want to do it all over again. So that show has a special place for me and was my first Broadway experience that really, really, I think, secured me on this path. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so you've, you probably found out about the, the auditions for The Green Room and through your agents, I assume? Or do, how did you find out about it? I think I actually saw a posting for it on Playbill. Okay. Yeah, um, I think I did as well. Okay. So that's uh, that's how I found out about it. Um, and then, you know, at being equity, we can sign up for appointment times mm -hmm. to, to go in. Um, and so in a sense, it was basically an open call that they had just a regular um, audition. Um, and that's how I found out about it and went to the audition. And I think it was the same for you, Sammy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had really great character breakdowns posted. Yeah. Um, and I ended up reading them all and really connecting and so I figured you know what I might as well just go and try and see what happens so yeah I also went to um I guess it was an open call but it was an equity appointment time slot yeah. okay and and what did each one of you sing <laughs> to get in what what was the song that that captivated them what did you um, sing Sammy do you remember I'm trying to remember and I don't know <laughs> I sang a song called Young Kind of Love, which is um, not actually from a musical, mm -hmm. um, but it's a, a, a pop musical theater song um, by the composer Joey Contreras. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and it's just a total blank, Sammy? 
Yeah, you know, I feel like we go on so many auditions. They all blend together at some point. I'm yeah. sure it was something that I sing all often i would have to look through my book and <laughs> what are your figure priorities? it out right? or yeah. ask i guess i could ask any of them hopefully they would remember it <laughs> <laughs> well the important sure part down that's funny yeah the important part is you got through right and, and yes how did you that moment when they how did you find out was it did they tell you in the room or did you get a call later or um sammy how did you find out i think i got an email um <laughs> I think, I don't think it was a phone call. I think I had an email saying you have a callback for this day at this time for this part and here are the things you need to learn. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> confirmed. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it worked for me. Corbin, what about you? I got an email from the producers that said, uh, would you be available for a phone call later in the day today? <clears throat> Which I thought, that has to be good news because they yeah. wouldn't be calling me to say, hey, guess what? Well, you didn't get it. So <laughs> I, I said, yeah, of course, of course. And I was actually in the car with one of my friends driving to a wedding in Alabama when I got the oh, phone wow. call. So I was like, Shh, be quiet, be quiet, quiet. I have a secret important phone call. <laughs> um, and that's where I was. I was on I-65 somewhere on the interstate. And how did you react? Oh, I was thrilled. I was so excited. You know, it's, it, it was, I was trying to like keep my cool while my friend was like driving next to me yeah. and, you know, discussing, accepting an offer for an off-Broadway musical. So, oh, wow. yeah, I was very Oh, excited. did you, did you say offer? I thought you were saying yeah. the next round. No, oh, no, okay. the offer itself. Yes, no, the offer itself was a phone call. That was very okay. nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and how did you react? I was thrilled. Um, I kind of had an inkling just because they had reached out to one of my references mm -hmm. that they had asked for, and he had told me that they reached out to him. So I was kind of hoping, and I didn't know for <laughs> sure when or if it was going to happen. Um, but then when I got a number from New York that I didn't know, I was really yeah. hopeful. And then it was Jessica, the director. Um, and I was thrilled. Yeah, really thrilled. Very cool. Uh, that's awesome. The, getting those phone calls is so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's so surreal. So now you, you've got the part, you're going into rehearsal. How, how was that, that moment when you met the four? Because it's a small cast. That's intimate, right? When you mm -hmm. go in and there's tons of people, that's, you can blend, you get to, but this is four people working together all the time. How, how is it working with, uh, I know you're going to say it's great, but how was it the moment the four of you sat down? Like, was it an instant connection or, or does it take, you know, time to get to know each other? Well, I think that we were very lucky in that one, uh, the team, our creative team did an incredible job casting people that are very right for the roles that they're playing, but also uh, they cast great people in general. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we had to force ourselves to like anybody. We all on the first yeah. day kind of clicked and got along and the way that the show is structured, there's not a whole lot of downtime where there's only one or two people on stage. So for the most part, we were all in rehearsal all the time together. So we spent a lot of time together right off, uh, right from the bat. And um, we all, we all got along really well. Yeah, I second that. And I, I remember the first week of rehearsal, we decided to all get lunch one day and we sat down and just the conversation never dulled or it was stopping in any way. It was just nonstop and we really just all bonded really well. We were very lucky, I 
think, to have a cast that has such a strong bond. That's that's fantastic. When you can click right away, and, and let's be honest, not everybody sometimes clicks right away. You'll get you'll get into a mm-hmm. show, and you know you you got to warm up to each other. But if if you guys were able to, uh, you know, like you said, bond and and have lunch and you get to know each yeah. other, that's so much better, <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially in a show like on, this. Go ahead. Well, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Go ahead, Corbin. <laughs> no, I, I think especially in a show like this where the four people that you're watching are best friends and spend yeah. their mm-hmm. entire college lives together, it helps to actually be best friends off stage as well. Yeah, that is what I was going to say. <laughs> I knew you were. <laughs> So, so when you're you're in the you're in the uh, rehearsal process, the show itself does it, is it a true representation of of your experiences that you had in the green room? Like, do you see yourself? There's moments in the show where you go, "Yeah, I lived that. I recognize that right away." Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's a line that Ariana, who plays Devon, says, and it's uh, on one of our last nights in college, and she says something along the lines of, "Oh, I have to finish writing this paper, prepare pr- for my auditions monologue tomorrow, and rehearse our group number that we have to perform for our jury, and also finish reading this text before my final exam tomorrow." all in one night. And I remember that being very true for myself uh, many evenings in college. This is especially in theater. There are so many other aspects uh, that come into play besides a written exam. You have to sing, you have to act and all these other finals that you have to prepare for. And then when she, when she says that, I always think that is truer words. We're not especially a college senior in theater. That's great. So now you're in the middle of the run now, right? You've what, got a couple yeah. of weeks left? Yeah. I think we run until the 27th okay. of October. All right. So I, I mentioned a Corbin off air, like I'm going to be there probably, I might come on the 25th or something like oh, that, fine. the 24th or the 25th. I, I got to yeah. figure out my days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys on stage and, and seeing the um, show. And, and I've been playing the songs on the radio station. So oh, great. I've, I've been knowing it forever. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. So th- that being said, you've got a couple of weeks left. What's your plans afterwards? Uh, Sammy, do you have any plans after the yeah. show closes? I mean, I'm still in school. So mm-hmm. the whole time I've been doing the show, I've been doing school and all my classes and keeping up with that. So I think immediately after the show, I just jump straight back into school and, you know, keep on with that routine. Um, but the auditions don't stop and everything like that. You know, I think we all are still going to try to find our next job, honestly. Yeah. Well, you're busy with school, right? That, that, you yeah. got that to go back to. So, you know, you're. Yeah, exactly. So I know I have something going on. Yeah. And Corbin, right. yourself? Um, yeah. So I have obviously auditions, you know, that's the main thing that we all hit the ground running with. Um, I have a couple of cabarets that I'm performing in and, um, vocal competitions that I'm taking part in. Um, and, but I mainly left a lot of time open after the show because like I mentioned to you before, um, (laughs) my sister is Miss Ohio, so she'll be competing in Miss America (laughs) and that's all in December. So I wanted to be available to, to go see that and support her in that. So hi, Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you caroline <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, i'm sure she'll appreciate that that that's going to be a just a crazy experience to go to like just to see Seriously. something like that 
Yeah, it'll be exciting. And a lot of the talent that a, a lot of them do is typically singing or something involved in musical theater. So that'll be fun too, to, to catch some tunes. I'm sure I've heard before. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's, it's great talking with you guys. Now I want to ask you some questions. I always ask sure. five questions um, of all my listeners, but because this is a, a shorter version, I'm only going to ask a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, there's no right or wrong answers to any of these. Uh, but there might be wrong answers. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Well, the first one's pretty easy. Uh, Sammy, we'll start with you. Uh, what show or part is your dream role or show? And who from the past or present would you love to work with? Okay. Um, I get asked this question all the time. Yeah. My list is constantly changing oh, and evolving. Sure. Um, but I uh, have said since I was little, one of my favorite shows of all time is Legally Blonde. Mm -hmm. And it is a show that I would love to do one day. Um, and specifically playing Elle. I just think it's such a fun show and such a fun role. It would be such a dream. And a person that I would love to work with is Barbara Streisand. She oh, is yeah. my icon. Very love nice. Her. <laughs> and you, Corbin? Um, I, one of my dream roles definitely is Frank Avenue and catch me if you can, the musical, mm, yeah. um, I've gotten to do it once before. Um, but I would love to do that show again. I think that, um, his story is one that fascinates me and I think has a lot of heart to it that sometimes gets glossed over, um, by the, the, you know, spectacle lifestyle that has been portrayed in the film. So that's one that I would love to tackle again. Um, and I would actually really love the opportunity to work with Jessica Lange. I don't know how that would happen, but <laughs> yes, love her. If well, anyone has any suggestions, let let <laughs> send her my <laughs> my offer. Well, I have no doubt Jessica's listening. So <laughs> yeah, I just we'll, we'll see what call. we can do. <laughs> Put our people in touch. Exactly. All right. Quick, quick question number two: Sondheim or Weber? Is, um, I love both, but I find myself always gravitating towards Sondheim scores. Always. Okay. And yeah. uh, Corbin? I'm going to say Sondheim as well. Okay. And, and like I said, there's no right or wrong answers for this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. that, that one's been split 50 50 with everybody I'm I've sure. asked. Yeah. So it's, I think it's Sondheim tough. is, That's a great is question. more fun to tackle as an actor, whereas ever, mm. whoever may be more easy listening, more for easily sure. accessible. Yep. Agreed. And the final question and the most important question, food in the theater, yes or no? Like, how do you mean? Can like we, snacks? Can that, like, like the, the audience, audience eating in the theater. Oh, no, there's no need. You just watch the show. It's fine. I'll actually tell you a funny story. One of my friends in college, he had never seen a, sh a real like live performance in his life mm -hmm. and uh, one of the regional theaters i had worked at was doing avenue q so i was like i said all right let's i'm gonna take you to see this show i think you'll like it and you'll laugh and on our way there he, he said hey do you want to split some popcorn and he's like, uh, what popcorn <laughs> and he's like yeah you want to put some popcorn when we get there and i was like oh there <laughs> There's no like, popcorn at not a alive. Movie. yeah yeah <laughs> so you know his education started there that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Well, the, the correct answer is no. no. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. one hasn't. Yeah. And, and everybody has said no so far that I've asked, but I have yeah, not, I don't think I've asked a producer yet who, you know, love money. So they might say yes. <laughs> so who knows? Yes, they might. 
<laughs> but um, I just want to thank the two of you for for coming on, spending a few minutes with uh, me, talking to me about your show, and I, I wish you the best of luck with everything going forward um, in your careers. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, and thank I'm you so for excited having us. to meet you. Yes, it's it, that's you the thing. I've been I've been talking to so many people around the world, and this will be the first time I actually get to physically meet. <laughs> anybody oh, I've wow. talked to. That's exciting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting the two of you and, and the rest of the cast and, and, yes. and Steven and Jessica and, and everybody. So Aww. unfortunately Thank I'm, you not so gonna, much. I'm not gonna meet the creators though. They're all the way out in LA, right? So. I don't know. Yes, actually, I, I they I think may be you, coming back. Yeah, if you come that weekend, they might be uh, back. I will, I will send them a message. I will I'll send yeah. Chuck and Steven yeah. a message. They've been trying to get out here to see me, but oh, oh well. What are you going to do? It's, this it's, may yeah. be everything <laughs> aligning perfectly. It no. might, might just be. Well, again, thank you. Uh, break away with the rest of your career, and I look forward to seeing the two of you on stage. Oh, Great. thank, thank you, you so We much. look forward to having you, and thanks for having us on your show today. Yes, thank you. No problem. All right, this was Be Our Guest. We were talking with Corbin and Sammy from the off-Broadway hit, The Green Room. Come back next week, and we're going to have lots more new guests talking about their love and life in musical theater. I'm Jean-Paul Yovanoff, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you. We love supporting and promoting the creators of musical theater throughout the world. And we would love to have your support as well. Go to musicaltheaterradio.com and click on the Become a Patron button because a supportive community is a strong community.